Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. In studio today, I have my friend Berto Ponce uh, sitting down with me, and uh, we just talk a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he's the host of the Pencil Neck Geeks Podcast. Berto, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's always good to be here. Uh, yeah, we talk a whole bunch of uh, stuff at the beginning. Less life stuff, yeah. which was nice because it's, you know, it's nice when we're um, talking about something other than wrestling. It felt like it went deep really quickly. Yeah, it, it got deep real quick, and then it went right back to wrestling. Yeah. So that was, so don't worry, folks. We got you covered with whatever <laughs> you're interested in. Um, but uh, yeah, Berto is the host of a show that I work on as well, and uh, we're both really proud of it and uh, excited to see where it goes. So Berto, if you want to tell us about it and plug it real quick. Yeah, it's the Pencil Nick Geek, uh, Geeks podcast. It's a wrestling culture podcast, which we established in the opening of the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, with uh, my co-host Elaine DeLawis. We just talk about wrestling in general things related to wrestling um and you can catch us at wrestling shows in the southern california area usually bar yeah, yeah. usually bar come <laughs> say what's up uh, and you can find me on instagram at justin malari and on twitter at justin underscore malari and the geek offensive has its own social media as well just look for at geek offensive on just about everything this show is brought to you by me and only me because the Geek Say What Network is gone, uh, so we're fully independent now. Um, the show will continue to come out like clockwork because I want to. <laughs> I want it to. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, for everyone who's uh, coming over to us from that time, we're still doing our thing. We thank you for the support for those that are new. Um, I guess you can go back and listen to those old episodes there's yeah. a lot of them yeah um but yeah uh the only shout out we have to give out now is to uh wayland productions who've supported us since day one they provide the space the equipment they help us sound great look for them uh at wayland.ws and uh check out their audio drama where live gold rush now available on apple Podcasts and all other major providers and I believe that's it. Uh, got a whole lot to swim through in this episode, folks. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Cue my music. Have I house. seen you outside of a podcast this year? Uh, wrestling. Wrestling. That's it. That's <laughs> Last it. week. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Anything outside of wrestling? I don't think so. Okay. That's all that matters anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> you took me for my birthday. <laughs> I'm a shithead. Anywho. I mean, to be fair, I missed your birthday. It's still, I should have remembered that. I'm like, God, that was last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've had that discussion with yourself. Like, what am, what am I going to do this year? Yeah, well, I'm kind of the same way. I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to change, you should just change and yeah, not you just wait can't for do a day. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I actually, speaking of, like, weight and fluctuation, like, when we first met, you know, that summer that... Uh, Chris did your show. Mm -hmm. I had just lost like twenty pounds. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And you know it, it's 
you know a matter of discipline like for mm-hmm. anybody else it's you know eating right and like uh, i when i'm getting in shape for me it's running because it's something i could do for free and i can do it alone mm-hmm. um but then when chris was here you know this is an entire summer yeah like oh let's go out let's hang out where do you want to eat let's yeah go eat. late at night and yeah. find the fattiest fucking food you can yeah and then because she needs the calories yeah not so much us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially that like after shows we go eat you know, like you said it's, it's late night eating it's always something you know junky and so by the time she left i'm like oh i'm starting to put back that weight mm-hmm. and it just never stopped because you know like when you're working out and it's part of your routine mm-hmm. like it's weird not to work out yeah but once you break that routine it's so easy to like just kind of oh tomorrow I'll, I'll oh it's go. easy to fall off yeah sure. i'm struggling with that right now mm-hmm. because december uh all of december i only worked out once because mm-hmm. i switched gyms and because like, my old gym was getting too expensive mm-hmm. um and then yeah i just started a new one but it's i'm still in that phase of like i'm not in the routine and then you kind of want to wait for all those New Year's resolutioners to like leave first. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've actually been eating better like this week, and because mm-hmm. uh, like you were saying, like I, you know, I realized that uh, I need to drop the pounds that I gained back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll start running again, and then you know, like I, I've had back pains the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So it, just walking has been uh, uncomfortable. I'm like how, right. how am I gonna run if I can't? Well, well, did you ever figure it out? What was it that uh, caused the back uh, pain? It feels like a herniated disc. Fuck. Um, but I've had one before, which was super painful. Okay. Like to the point I could not sleep. Like I'd fall asleep for like twenty minutes, and I had to be sitting up. Um, and I'd only fall asleep because I was so exhausted that I would just pass out. Um, this one has <clears throat> not the extreme pain of it, but there are similarities uh like uh the one i had before was in my neck mm-hmm. so i could feel like like it's almost like a numbness or a soreness in my Is arm it like a tingly type of thing not really tingly it's like almost like your arm's about to cramp constantly God right damn man yeah so this one it's you know lo- in my lower back and the the soreness is like in my left quad right so i'm like oh like i haven't done anything to like injure it so it, i feel like it's a nerve impingement like it's gotten better since last week okay is uh, any type of like stretching help uh oddly enough i was lying on my back the other night and i kind of had uh moved my leg over to kind of stretch like my trunk mm-hmm. and i heard a like a crack or like a pop like the way you would like crack your back yeah and i was like it didn't i didn't feel anything immediate but later that night i'm like oh that might have actually helped Okay. Because it started feeling better. Like, it's slowly getting better, but there's, like, the random times where it's like, oh, I, I felt that. What about, like, getting a massage or something? Um, I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always looking for a good massage place, too. A legit one. No. Yep. No, exactly. <laughs> like, it's ridiculously hard. I didn't realize how many of these places existed. Like right under your nose, like if it, it really is that simple. Like if it looks shady, then it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, we went to get uh, Korean barbecue a couple of summers back. Mm. Did you go to that one? I know Dave was there. How many years have the, I known you now? Three. I think so. Like this is, this is the third year. This is the third year. Yeah. Yeah. But 
we were in Garden Grove, mm-hmm. and I remember going there, and there was a massage place. I'm like, oh, I'll yelp this place later. Okay. And I yelped it in the first review. It was like, this place is a brothel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think it's closed now. <sighs> it'll re- it'll reopen. There's a, <laughs> there's a demand. Well, that, that's what I hear. Because <laughs> I, I have a friend who's a cop, and I asked him, like, you know, it seems to be public knowledge what these places are, mm-hmm. where they are. He's like, how do they stay open? He's like, as soon as one closes, another one opens up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, this is from talking to, because uh, I have family in law enforcement and mm-hmm. his friends. Most of them are like, man, if you ain't getting shot over it, they're not going to give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's some sort of quota that they have to hit or if there's, like for traffic tickets, that's a mm-hmm. thing, I think. Um, but for him, it, it's literally that. Like, we got bigger shit to worry yeah. about. Yeah, that, like my friend. Hey, there's a meth lab down the street. You want to <laughs> take care of that while we take care of this rub and tug over here? Yeah. Yeah, like my friend, he's, you know, he's regular PD on patrol. Mm-hmm. And when I asked him about it, he's, he's like kind of, well, that's kind of Vice's problem. Yeah. Well, not problem, but that's their, you know, under their purview. Tell you how to fix it. You just decriminalize it. Yeah. <laughs> Make it legal. It's fine. Like, it works in other countries. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I feel like that would stop, um, like, actual, like, sex trafficking. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I bet there's, you could go down the block and find some people who'd be willing to do it if they got paid a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it would, there'd be no demand for that. Yeah. So, at least I, in thinking. Yeah. It, I, I mean, on paper, that's how it would work, I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, feel like it would be safer for everyone involved like, yeah i'm not the, an expert in this right i know it seems like in other places it, where it's licensed just bro politics just <laughs> <laughs> there's bro science and then there's bro politics yeah. <laughs> uh no I'm, I'm thinking like yeah what if you just made that legal and the government just taxes the shit out of it yeah we'd be out of debt <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be any angry incels online <laughs> <laughs> like i wonder in this country like if it did become legal, mm-hmm. like the stigma attached to it, like it would t- it would still take time. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, because now that you know another thing that's become legal, like weed in California, mm-hmm. I have a friend who has been anti weed for a long time, um, which is funny because she used to smoke in college, but she's in the health field now. That's how it is with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I asked everyone's her. tried it in college. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I asked her, you know, now that it's legal, like, how are, have your feelings on it changed? She's like, no, it's still bad. I'm like, well, what about for, you know, people who actually need it for, mm-hmm. you know, depression or like, you know, I've known people with cancer who smoke because it gives them the appetite. Um, but I think it's just, you know, it's, all, it's like you said, there's a, a long-term thinking there still attached to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, you take a Vicodin, that'll fuck you up more than <laughs> any joint out there. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that put me right out. Yeah, I, I've only taken Vicodin once in my life for anything like mm-hmm. it is after surgery. Yeah. Uh, I remember knocking out for like 12 hours. Yeah. And waking up and thinking, oh, th- there's a, it's good that I'm not taking this a lot. Yeah. That this is the one time that I needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just one of those painkillers. I'm like, oh, I get why people are into this. Yeah. And it is strange. Like, this is legal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I, I mean, I've, I've, smoked weed like i could count the number of times i've done it mm-hmm. probably on one hand and 
I act way dumber off booze, if I'm being hmm. honest. I can see that. Yeah. For, not for you, but for... Well, I mean, there's general. recorded there's recorded evidence of me acting dumber. <laughs> <laughs> like, put up by myself. <laughs> uh, when's the last time you smoked weed? It's a couple of years ago. Um, it was like on... Uh, maybe it was like four years... Wow, it was a while ago. So, four or five years ago then, and it was just some... Uh, it was on, I was on a date. And she's just like, she want to try some? I'm like, sure. I haven't done it since before that. It was like college. Yeah. Um, and it put me away only because I don't have any tolerance to it. Mm. But I, I guess she was like a seasoned yeah. pro at it. Yeah. So like that's where I had the issue. But uh, I mean, it wasn't anything like, um, yeah, it was just like, it was super relaxing. Put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a different thing from, Vi- I, I woke up feeling great. Yeah. It was just a different thing from like, you know, Vicodin or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it just not your kind of thing? It's not my type of thing, really. Um, you put uh, smoking or drinking next to each other and I have to choose one. Mm-hmm. It's drinking. Yeah. 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 Because I noticed that, you know, people with different uh, mindsets or personalities, like, you know, weed's not for them. Yeah. Uh, I have friends who, again, years ago, like, Coke was more their thing because they were that kind of personality. It was just like up and neat, like being on weed. They just felt so slow. Oh, you're talking about like that that white girl, coke, the cocaine. Yes. That, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make that a thing down here. Everyone's gonna start calling it white girl. <laughs> I feel like I never talk about coke, and the last two times I've been in this studio, it's come up. <laughs> We know what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to bleed over into PNG. Watch. It's gonna bleed. <laughs> well, well that, it has to because of all these wrestlers in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last time we came, it was, actually, it was in the studio, but off air. But mm-hmm. It was a PNG recording. <laughs> I won't say who the guest was, uh, but it was a person who's clean. Okay. Never done anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Coke came up as a co- topic of conversation and I had bought that guest, uh, a diet Coke, a Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking about the context of the conversation. I'm like, Oh, by the way, did you want a uh, Coke? <laughs> he was like, Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I brought you soda. That's what I meant. <laughs> so, no, no, we just need you to be a bit more lively on the show. So come on. <laughs> We need you at least, we need you at two lines at least. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, now I think a Coke does come up a lot on this show. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's mo- it's usually when we're talking, uh, when we're doing a Fighting Words episode and we're talking about John Jones. Oh, okay. We can't help ourselves. It just, we have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> that booger sugar. <laughs> the devil's dandruff. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, going back to the we thing, because, you know, we have a circle of friends that are all geeks and nerds. Mm-hmm. I've kind of noticed that, you know, this isn't a general thing. It's the circle of friends that I have or have had when it comes to nerds. For some reason, not a lot of weed smokers, a lot of drinkers. See, I've noticed, I haven't noticed that many drinkers either. Oh, really? If I'm being honest. But yeah, it, it's a cleaner community. Mm-hmm. At least the ones we've seen. We, yeah. I, I can't prove that with numbers, just anecdotally. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said like the people I know. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's like, everyone's like pretty, pretty clean. Yeah. Um, it's real like in terms of like 
our nerd friends, it's, I believe it's just me and Jason who like have no problem getting just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I heard about uh, Nate at New Year's. That I feel like that's a once in a while thing. Mm -hmm. I don't see him doing that every. I don't even see him doing that monthly. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, Earl could throw it down. I haven't seen that. You need to get him out here. Oh, you, you know what? You you had left. It was a uh, was it maybe Christmas of twenty eighteen. Mm -hmm. Has yeah. Earl been on PNG yet? Not yet. Okay, because I have a specific thing in mind. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, it was actually uh, JPG's birthday at his house. Got it. Got it. Uh, and I think you had just left, mm -hmm. and we were. I think he was already tipsy, and we we're getting ready to leave. And there were open bottles on the counter, mm -hmm. and he made a joke. Uh, along the lines, along the lines of that's just wasteful, and then Alex goes, "Just like, well, finish them." <laughs> so he just like threw back two bottles, and they weren't like, Ooh. yeah, they were at least twenty twos. Oh man! And I'm like, <laughs> Alex, I have to drive him home. Don't do this to me. <laughs> uh, it's always fun to see people who have like because again a lot of our my nerd friends down here again I moved back down here like five years ago so mm -hmm. it, it's funny seeing that side of them yeah like I, I've seen that with my college friends yeah. obviously I haven't seen that with like my new crew down here hmm. yeah yeah I've seen it with the fighting words guys obviously like because we have again recorded evidence of that <laughs> ready for download right now um but yeah it's always fun to like see them uh i guess a little vulnerable like that mm -hmm. and like that's usually when i can tell my okay i can be i can be cool around you yeah um after having a drink not blackout drunk but having a drink yeah yeah but uh, I, I know you're like allergic to it yes yeah uh yeah like I've also like I've put this on social media so mm -hmm. like I, I I use the term I live with depression uh, so I try not to drink because mm -hmm. it's usually when I'm in like a dark place and I'm like I'll start drinking yeah yeah so I kind of just try to eliminate that if I can got it yeah I mean you know I, I enjoy the occasional drink but it's just not something I feel is healthy for me all the time mm -hmm. yeah well yeah it's not healthy period <laughs> but <laughs> Um, even I've like cut back in the amount of drinking I do, but how long, if you don't mind getting a little personal on this one, like how long have you been, um, struggling with that? Oh, I think the first time I realized it was an actual thing mm -hmm. was a couple years out of college. Okay. Like my friends that have known me for a long time kind of know that, you know, we joke around that I have a dark personality. Yeah. Um, like I remember when I think it was Black Swan when that came out. I, which I still haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Neither have I, actually. Yeah, but one of my friends asked me if I'd seen it. I was like, no, I feel like I, I need to be okay being in a dark place to watch it. She's like, when are you not in a dark place? Ooh. Yeah, but it was just joking. Cause, oh, okay. But uh, it kind of, I was like, oh, other but, people. But you weren't like goth kid dark, no. right? It wasn't like that. No. Right? Okay. Um, I just want to paint the picture because people like, you know, they think depressed person who's young they're probably mm -hmm. thinking oh you're wearing like all black and like white makeup and eyeliner and yeah shit you know yeah um and i think i didn't understand it because you know it's only become a thing that we're starting to be comfortable talking about yeah in the last few years or uh but i remember i was uh it was like in a kind of bad place mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. uh 
I think just trying to figure out what to do with my life and like, you know, relationship stuff, like the usual triggers for anybody. Oh yeah. No, that's, that was a fragile time for me. Like even for me, my, my whole twenties was kind of a mess. Yeah. 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 At least internally I looked, I wasn't doing great, but I wasn't like, you know, complete mess either. Yeah. It was just coasting by really. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you mean. Like your twenties is just such a kind of a mess. Yeah. And after a certain point you kind of realize, oh, this isn't, this isn't just me being sad. There's something going on here. Mm -hmm. But like I describe it as walking through a fog where you know which direction you need to be walking in, but you can't see where it is. Yeah. Um, I like that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an old commercial. I don't remember what med it was for, but it was kind of like, you know, where does depression hurt? Everywhere. Who does depression hurt? Everyone. So the first time I had seen this commercial, when those questions popped up, I actually said those things out loud before the commercial said it. Oh. And I was like, oh, like, this isn't just me like other people are going through this and that's the first time i you know was like i should do some research and kind of figure out what this is what did your research find um just kind of those things like it's not just a sadness it's not like it can be a thing that you deal with forever Mm -hmm. um yeah it was just yeah it's and you know i've had my bouts as well i don't think my case is that severe but Mm -hmm. it it definitely coincides with again like you were saying in your 20s relationship stuff i definitely wasn't taking care of myself Mm -hmm. like i'm oddly enough i'm probably in better shape now than i was back then yeah um but yeah it's just all these things that kind of pile up uh i know for me personally the more i took care of myself Mm -hmm. the less and i'm not even talking about like relationships or job just like physically like you know get sleep you know don't eat so much junk like go for a workout um i noticed like i had less and less of that less of those bouts of the depression Mm -hmm. as i was taking care of myself so i I would advise people to at least do that if you can't get like afford the proper help yeah yeah Yeah, but everyone's case is different yeah obviously uh i think that's like like i said i like running Mm-hmm. And I was running a lot after that because, it, like I said, it's something I can do alone. Mm-hmm. So it gave me time to just kind of process things. But I think maybe it's because, you know, when you're working out, like your the chemicals in your body are different. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that part of it. Uh, I mean, runner's high, endorphins, mm-hmm. all that. Um, the thing I like about, like, a good workout, and this is what – Again, to any listener in the, in the geek community or in general, like, mm-hmm. you know, I like doing that just because, one, because of that good feeling, and then two, you don't have to worry about anything else for that span of time. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to uh, kind of focus in, zero in, even a little zen. But, I mean, when I say zen, that kind of brings up the connotation of, like, you know, you meditating in a field with your legs <laughs> crossed. And your, it's not that, yeah. you know. I think people need to clear up what they mean when they say things like that just to get across like, hey, this is like a very accessible thing. It's good for you. Um, but yeah, that thing about like you only have one task to worry about. It's mm-hmm. like run that extra mile or, you know, lift that ex- lift that weight on the next rep. That's all you got to worry about. Yeah. And that's why I really encourage uh, a lot of people in the nerd community. Just again, I'm not fat shaming but like i see it at <laughs> conventions we go to at wrestling shows we go to i'm yeah. like there's a lot of people here like 
I'm not asking you to look like a model, but I'm asking you to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Like just getting to that next step. Cause that's very much my mindset when I am in a running mode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not necessarily, I just need to get to the next mile for me. It might be smaller. Like, let me, uh, get to that next stoplight. Yeah. So I'm at the next stoplight. Let me oh, get yeah. to that next hill. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, uh, like, kind of like small victories. Right. Yeah. Like, let me, let me sprint to that next corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, um, that was really helpful. That that was something I learned like back in high school when I was playing sports because mm-hmm. you were just like very, you're already exhausted from school and all the other stuff and your coach is yelling at you and I'm like, okay, one more lap or mm-hmm. like, you know, one more play. I'm like, you know, just make it to that next one. It's a good one. Good way to like think about it. And then before you know it, it's all added up yeah. and you've done a lot. Yeah. There's this great book by Anne Lamott. She's a writer. It's a book about writing uh, mm-hmm. called Bird by Bird. Um, and it has this thing called the one inch window which is very helpful for writing because sometimes or like any artistic endeavor you kind of might intimidate yourself by thinking about the finished product yeah but the one inch window is to look through this one inch window and just see that one thing that you need to take care of right now um and that's kind of how i approached running when i started really doing it because I, mm-hmm. I ran half marathons like jesus yeah when i started like well like you know i I ran a couple miles. Oh, nice. I I hate running the two miles I do before a workout. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sucks. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was the same way. Like I kind of apply that to training. Like if I think from day one, like oh, I need to run 13 miles. Yeah. Like it seems impossible. So it's that thing of like, you know, this week I'll run one mile. Yeah. In a couple of weeks I'll get up to two miles. Like just small victories. And for people who are like just starting out, I'd be like, "Hey, walk a mile. Mm-hmm. Takes twenty minutes." Yeah, totally. Like my sister, who's never been athletic, she ran my first half with me. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I just feel like um, there's so little focus on, or I don't know how to put this. There's not enough focus on like. The geeks taking care of themselves mm-hmm. there's so much all you he- see on social media and online and in person to a certain degree it, it's just you know everyone's negative about this thing or that celebrity or that wrestler yeah. or this movie and I, I just feel I just wonder like how much of that goes away if everyone starts taking better care of themselves like yeah. I feel like a lot of people who do this they're not doing well in some aspect of their lives mm-hmm. it, it's they're just taking it out on some somebody like when i see um oh perfect example today uh do you know who sean ross is sean ross sap yeah i know the name so he's like a for fightful yes yeah, yeah. okay so reporter so he did this funny little skit with a uh, um, aew nightmare collective mm-hmm. where it's like he grew his hair out and you know how they have the thing where they collect the hair? Yeah. So they did that to him, and he's he's donating it mm-hmm. to um, Wigs for Kids. Wigs for right, kids. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was like a funny sketch, and it like, oh, that fits perfectly with the gimmick. Yeah. And it actually kind of like, God, I, I hope that's what it turns out to be. They're just an aggressive charity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they did that, and it was like, it was funny, and like, it was for a charity, and like, people were still shitting on it. <sighs> it's like, oh, look who he's involved with. Oh, like... Guess who's guess who's biased now? And I'm like, guys, he cut his hair for charity. <laughs> they got a wig cutting gimmick, and he reports on wrestling. 
what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I think that's just one of the things about uh, like nerds or geeks or I mean, people in general mm-hmm. is that it's always the negative voices that are the loudest. Yeah. yeah, and you see that too on the other side, on the on the bro side, the jock side, mm-hmm. like. They're disappointed with like maybe they thought they were supposed to be this and didn't go how they got planned. That's because I see a lot of that. Um, so that like that's the asshole nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Like the really negative thing that just shits on everybody. So the asshole jock would be like, um, you know, the guy throws his weight around. He doesn't have to like trying really assertive and like kind of really a bully. Yeah. And like even that. That's relating from something like something's not right in their life. Yeah. Either. And you just kind of like, yo, this is where people, they might be taking care of themselves physically, but mm-hmm. now there's a whole mental game to it also. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it just translates like people, yeah, yeah, take care of yourselves here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know anybody who's, anyone who we hang out with um, that's, had to say something like that vicious online i've never i've never hung out with that person yeah like i've never seen someone full on like troll something or start like a. actually no i take that back it's somebody who is like really catholic that i grew up with and they did oh my god it's <laughs> religion it's fun it's a fun topic yeah that actually, I, yeah, that kind of just answered my question. They're like, "What's wrong with him?" Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's weird. Like, I don't come across those people in real life. Yeah, I think it's just, at least I don't think I do. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of like the people that you know our friend circles that are in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's just being better judges of character as you grow up or just you know you don't want to surround yourself with negative people yeah yeah meanwhile i judge every shitty movie no <laughs> but that's a different thing it's like it's, it's entertainment purposes yeah it's entertainment purposes <laughs> <laughs> that's also just like usually i'm watching something so bizarre that it's like how did that happen yeah. and then i'll admit if i like the movie or not so <laughs> In, in half the cases, I'd say I do. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot who I was listening to. It was an actor, but they were uh, saying, you know, it's not like we set out to make a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's true. That made me feel bad about, like, mm-hmm. making fun of certain things, but some things just deserve to be made fun of. Yeah. I think I realized that just after college, just because I, I, I was turning into one of those, like, um, f- I mean, I'm still film buff now, but like those know-it-all film buffs mm-hmm. that like are really assertive about their opinion. Yeah, I, I turned into that, and then some point right after college, I realized I'm like, well, no one, no one wants to make this shit show, whatever, yeah. whatever bad movie we're yeah. talking about. But like, no one wants to make that. No one wants to fail at this. No one wants to lose a hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I think that made me a more forgiving uh, critic. Mm-hmm. on everything because I, I always try to be like all right i'm gonna go into this thing like wanting to enjoy myself because yeah. if you think about it, that's what's normal right like yeah. you go to something and you're like well why do i go to this and why would i want to like shit on it <laughs> like i paid to go see something like, i, I want to have a good time and then i know i'm like I, I try to be on its side then if i get let down then i know it's like <laughs> okay this was this this failed like cats 
Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to call that. That's a category all its own. I, man. <laughs> if you listen to the show, folks, uh, that was a few episodes ago. That just sounds like a support group talking. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, it was still lingering lingering for you guys because we recorded an episode of PNG that hasn't come out yet, but like the first 10 minutes we're talking about cats. It, dude, <laughs> I, I will say this, that movie is going to stay with me for a long time. Like if someone like mentions it like 10 years from now, I'm going to have like flashbacks. <laughs> I'm be like, oh, fuck. That is what happened in that movie. Yeah, I know uh, you guys have watched it kind of like not knowing that what you were getting into. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm not going to pay the money for that. What What if we just like streamed it from somewhere or found a torrent or something? <laughs> yeah, no, it's if it shows up. Not on, that we endorse that. Yeah. No, if it shows up on Netflix, like something that I'm already paying for, that's fine. I'll check it out then. God, who would agree to it? It's universal, right? <laughs> um, well, I didn't watch it, so I don't know who produced it. I, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't even look. That's how bad I was. Normally, I look at that stuff <laughs> yeah. before going, and I'm like, I didn't even care. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I heard like the Alamo Draft House has kind of turned it to their advantage, where they know people are watching it out of curiosity. Oh, Alamo Draft House. That's exactly the crowd that's going to go see it. Like yeah. People who want to see it because it's so bad. Yeah, so yeah. they're kind of doing... I saw it compared to like a showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, yeah, where people are getting dressed up and they're going to mm-hmm. celebrate the badness of the movie together. Yeah, it's something about those bad movies that really like if you see the community around, like let's say the room, mm-hmm. really tight. <laughs> I imagine the same things happening to cats right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is funny. We get excited about this really bad movie. <laughs> And really strong, not big communities, but really strong, long-lasting communities built yeah, yeah. because of it. It's really strange. Because <laughs> everyone's done a Star Wars thing. We see people dress up. That's kind yeah. of like mainstream now. Yeah. But cats, <laughs> room, birdemic. <laughs> oh, my God. Sharknado. But see, that, that's, like, that's that movie different... was like self-aware. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't like those. They're usually boring. Yeah. Because the, they're in on the joke, and I'm like, that's that's not what we want. <laughs> like, try. I, I think that's why the segment is called "Sincere Garbage." Is that I love it when they try to make something, and it ends up being bad, but still, like, I need to watch that. <laughs> like, that's a perfect story. That's a it's a miracle a movie gets made. It's an even bigger miracle that it's a it's a good movie that's a giant hit. I also think it's just as much of a miracle if it's one of those cult classics. Yeah. Like, that's a perfect storm happening there. Yeah. Are there any movies you haven't covered yet, like, that you really want to get your teeth into? There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot, and that's why I think um, this year we're going to, like, split up the the streams, so it'll be just Sincere Garbage, just Geek Offensive, just oh, interesting. Um, Fighting Words. But the thing with that is, like, I need more interview guests like this so once that starts happening then we can just start pumping everything out yeah um but yeah yeah, that's like a project for this year we had our brainstorming episode last last week so this week like i wanted to bring you in because you're again we're not starting another network (laughs) per se but i am connected to png yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is the pencil neck geeks podcast uh where a 
podcast about wrestling. I was trying to figure out how to describe it because, you know, we usually just say, oh, it's a wrestling podcast. We're so early in with that show. Um, and you're so early in as like a host mm-hmm. that like you're you're still finding your voice. Yep. And like, yeah, I, I get exactly where you are right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But because we're not like the weekly news and reviews and recaps and which is unfortunately so hot right now <laughs> yeah. and it also brings a lot of no- that negativity that i was talking about yeah. yeah but so we try to cover more just things that are in the wrestling sphere mm-hmm. so we've done like you know documentary reviews and uh movie reviews so far like we've haven't really seen yet but we talked about mucha lucha in one episode mm-hmm. so anything that's kind of related to wrestling we'll talk about yeah, it's more a wrestling culture podcast. Yeah. That's oh okay. That's a good way to put we it. We can use that. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, put that on. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think um yeah, for you it's it's fun that you're starting now. Mm-hmm. Uh especially since again, in case you missed one of the many wrestling episodes we did <laughs> on the events of last year, or if you're new, like wrestling's pretty hot right now yeah. and even from when we started PNG to now, so much has changed mm-hmm. and gone on. Yeah, I mean, what's what is something that? Uh, wh- what do you tell someone that's coming into all this if they've been gone for a while, if they're just new to it? Like, what do you t- tell someone coming into all that? Um, I usually tell them to watch an uh, indie show mm-hmm. live, usually bar wrestling, uh, because there's no other experience like it. Yeah, um, I think it goes with a lot of sports, like. I have friends who might not watch a hockey game on TV, mm-hmm. but it's very different when you're in the arena. I was the same way. Yeah. Like I saw my first hockey game twenty beginning of last year, twenty eighteen maybe, end of twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a blast, and I hate watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I feel like if you're if fortunate enough to have access to bar wrestling, uh, it's a good place to start because uh, you've been to shows. It's it feels like they've got a little bit of, of uh, a little bit for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have your great like technical match. There's a lot of like comedy matches. You know, women's wrestling. So it's a good jumping off point, I think. Yeah, um, I still go to those shows semi regularly. I'm mm-hmm. like, I still haven't been bored at one. It's yeah. a great promotion. Yeah. Um, and the thing for me um, is that I get to see a lot of the new talent roll in there that seems to be like a major stop for a lot of people who yeah. are emerging right now yeah and i think we might have been talking about this at last week's show where uh you were kind of worried once certain people had left for aew because mm-hmm. you know scu was there um luchasaurus jungle boy yeah like there were a lot of regulars that you know they can't wrestle at bar anymore because of contracts mm-hmm uh, so you kind of worry, but then, of course, there was a good new crop of talent just jumped right in. Uh, and I feel like when I, when I was talking to Scott Lost about this, it felt like that wasn't quite there yet during his era. He, yeah. he, it kind of sucks for him because like he w- he wrestled in that, I guess, drought, you could say. Yeah. It was just WWE complacency ruling over everything, and then yeah. there weren't that many promotions. Mm. Like They had to make PWG so they'd have a place to wrestle. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like that post attitude era, mm-hmm. and that was a kind of a thing too, because a lot of people who normally wouldn't watch wrestling were watching wrestling in that era. So when that kind of died down, a lot of like those the casual fans went away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
It, it's just weird, but when did you... So you got me into wrestling about two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, I want to say. Yeah. Like, before that, like, when did that resurgence start to happen? Because it seems like a lot of talent was kind of building up, kind of waiting in the wings, but it didn't feel like there were that many promotions yet. Yeah. Or were there? I, I don't know. Um, I think, there, you know, there have been promotions that have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Like one of the local companies, uh, AWS Alternative Wrestling Show. Mm-hmm. Uh They've, I think they, they're having their 18th anniversary show in March. Granted, I think they've shut down a couple times and come back. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. So you know, Mariachi Loco has like wrestled there. Like it's been a place uh, that's been around. Like PWG has been around. Um, but I felt like the resurgence didn't happen because of Bar. But mm-hmm. Bar came around right at like at a really good time. Because it's been around, what, two, three years also? Uh, about like two and a half years almost now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So that was probably right around the time I started watching again. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, how do you... Are you still watching the weekly for, like, main roster? Um, Actually, why are we still saying main roster if NXT is still... Sorry, I'm all over the place, but, like... Oh, no, I get it. Why are we still saying main roster if they're all... Well, I feel like, top. <laughs> you know, because with Survivor Series, they, they were building up NXT. Yeah. You know, as a, a viable third option. Mm-hmm. But after Survivor Series, you kind of really didn't hear about them. I mean, Royal Rumble, there was a lot of uh, NXT talent that that uh, showed up that night. Uh, but you kind of expect that with the Royal Rumble because mm-hmm. you had to fill 30 spots. Yeah. And I'm just like, they... I mean, there's almost no room for those cameo appearances. Like, they have yeah. so many people there now. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel about Santina Morella showing up? I was fine with it. Like, my only... The only thing I would have changed, because they mentioned it uh, during the show, <laughs> is that when Santina was there last time, he eliminated, or she <laughs> eliminated Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he eliminated, or she eliminated herself. So oh. I kind of wish Beth got that one back. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool for her her and Edge, like Hall of Fame couple. Yeah. They're they're in both Rumbles at the same time. Yeah. Like, That's I, actually cool. I, it must have been great for Beth because, like, you know, her husband's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had her little moment with Santina again. Uh, Molly Holly was in the Women's Rumble. How did she look? I didn't, I didn't see the actual Rumble. Uh, I just saw looked, clips online. Yeah, she looked great. But if you don't know the story, uh, when Beth Phoenix started wrestling school, uh, Molly Holly paid for her oh wow yeah um didn't know who she was you know just knew that she wanted to be a wrestler mm-hmm. and molly holly took care of her wow yeah okay uh oh and of course natty so like every everyone that was close to beth in mm-hmm. the wrestling world was there that night which was like i felt happy for her that's good yeah um but what about uh, uh what do you what do you think they're gonna do with edge because it seems like, I mean, he's he's got a show of WrestleMania, right? Yeah, I think they're building up to um, Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania. They did something on Raw recently, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't watch the weekly product, folks. Yeah, it's it's actually been pretty solid the last few weeks. See, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> fall for that again. Fucking <laughs> well, the last time I did, it was like, hey, it was four months of like, hey, this isn't bad, and even then, I was still fast forwarding. Yeah, well, and then the, after WrestleMania, it was just you went to shit. Yeah, we'll see. That's the problem is that they'll <laughs> they'll have a good few weeks, and then they'll start to you know 
kind of fade away again into whatever nonsense. See, like even right now when I'm saying it's solid, I'm still forwarding through anything related to Lana and Lashley. It's still going. It's still going. Wow. Yeah. Like what? What's there left to tell? Well, now it's. Uh, did they set it up at the Rumble, where Liv Morgan is alleging that she had a relationship with Lana? I thought they just flat out said it already. Okay, I don't know because I, I told you I forwarded through Lana's oh like God. anything in, related to that storyline. Although I do like Liv a lot. I like Liv Morgan too, and I'm like, oh, that's what they're gonna. Yeah. So now it's do. Lana and Lashley versus Liv and Rusev. That's what they're doing. But it's not like a real intergender match, is it? It's no, like it's a mixed, mixed tag, tag thing. Yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> It's a shame. I really liked. I I liked Riot Squad. I mean, I know Ruby's been out mm-hmm. with like shoulder injuries, but yeah. and then Sarah Logan still around? Yeah, she just came back a couple weeks ago. Okay, with an updated look. Okay, yeah, that's good. I, that's the one thing that I'm happy about is that Liv gets airtime. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. What up? What about the Iconics? They haven't been around. Like <sighs> in weeks if not months are they in us no 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 wait i saw a clip of peyton at the school in florida uh maybe she just came back because i think she was in australia okay um i was trying to find out someone thought that billy might be hurt but mm-hmm. i'm not sure if that's true or not i haven't heard anything about that yeah what's well, a shame i, I miss i miss seeing them on tv yeah they're great on social media yep um I, I was just worried it was something petty like Vince, like, oh, you're married to oh. <laughs> Sean Spears. That that guy went to that went to the competition and yeah. keeping so, you off TV. Yeah, sometimes it's something as simple as creative doesn't have anything for you. Especially, I think that's kind of one thing that handcuffed them is because you know they're a tag team, and the focus has been on you know the Kabuki Warriors. That's right. Yeah. They haven't been defending their titles because, like, Oscar has been in the feud with Becky. Yeah. So then and it gives n- nothing to do for the other tag teams, which yeah. sucks. Like, they should be building that division. And when they introduced the women's tag uh, titles, they kind of put it out there that those titles would be, would be defended across all three brands. Which everyone seems on board with. Yeah. So I don't... I, th- that's one thing that's puzzling. Again, I... <sighs> I shit on WWE a lot, but I need to reiterate, I want to like it because yep. I love the talent there. Mm-hmm. It's just the booking and their decisions like this are very mm-hmm. strange to me. I'm like, you had something they said, like, they even said, like, we're, we're planning to do this. Mm-hmm. Reaction was astoundingly positive. Yep. So why don't you do it? Yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, that's that's exactly what a business wants. Direct feedback like that. Oh, you like it? Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You know, I'd get it if they tried it and then it, it failed, but they didn't even do that. Yeah. And I was so hyped for, like, Sasha and Bailey versus EO and Kyrie. That would have been great. Yep. On paper, but I, I think the problem with a lot of their creative is, like, they also like to save stuff. And I'm like, listen, you only have these athletes for a, a short amount of time. You you can't save shit. Like, you've yeah. just got to go for it. Yeah. Um, if it happens, it happens. Um, that's kind of what I like about Impact, uh, all the controversy with Tessa aside. But when I was talking to Scott Damore, it was just like, um, he, he brought that 
brought that exact issue up. I'm like, mm-hmm. should we wait until this person comes back or wait until this someone le- or whatever? And they're just like, no, let's just put put on a good show. Yeah. Um, period. And it's their booking's been solid. Yeah. I know they get crapped on a lot because I guarantee most of those people have not been watching it. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I have seen, I'm like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like I haven't watched in a while, which is my own fault because there's so much wrestling there's too trying. much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've heard nothing but good things about Impact for the last few months. Yeah, it's been solid. I can't be. Ma- they did this awesome uh, retro show mm-hmm. a few months back. It was they called it the. It, it was supposed. It was called the Impact Provincial Wrestling something. It ended uh-huh. with a C. But it was just like they set it up as this like shitty Canadian uh, promotion <laughs> <laughs> that was run by like some like son of a restaurant tour or something it was really funny um and they had like all the silly gimmicks with like um you know how, how they used to do it's like this guy has a day job but he's still a wrestler yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, there was building it, it was the impact roster but they had different names yeah it was like building gymnasium <laughs> uh there was a race car driver oh my favorite was the lumberjack tim burr yeah <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, they're having fun. And then um, they also had this thing with a Johnny Swinger, which was great. Is that I don't know if you know his gimmick now. Not now. Okay, so his gimmick now is that like he's stuck in the 80s mm-hmm. and he's wrestling now. Uh-huh. So they had him just as that, but they were like, <laughs> he's this brand new wrestler and he's got this new maneuver and it's just a swinging neck breaker. <laughs> and then the next, I think the following week, they had the the guy he wrestled because I think it was just local talent. Uh-huh. They had the guy he wrestled, and they're like, "This is a a thirty six year long rivalry that's been going on <laughs> since the eighties." So they basically kind of took the Southpaw regional wrestling idea and ran with it. Oh yeah, they went all in with it, and I I hope they do it again because yeah. it was hilarious. Was TJP involved? I don't think so because I think Impact is what Women in Wrestling does. Mm-hmm. They tape uh, so many episodes and then it comes out, which explains like how I'm like how because I'll see someone from their roster. I'm like, how are you doing all these dates? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh right, it's taped. Yeah. Same thing with NWA. It's all it's all taped. Yeah. It, which I'm not against because I don't look up results mm-hmm. from there. I'm like, yeah, just tape it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been. Uh fantastic because he was involved in southpaw so it'd be great if oh been both. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that promotion i'm hoping they if roh can be a thing out in the east and then you yeah. know impact can be that out here i think that'd be great yeah i would say that about pwg but they don't have women and it takes forever for them to upload anything so yeah yeah <laughs> they, they run like monthly at best yeah yeah or at most i should say at mm-hmm. best um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, have you kept up with AEW at all? I'm behind a couple of weeks right now. Where are you right now? Um, what was the last one you saw? That was when Moxley, uh, rejected the inner circle. And he took the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like that's, you know, out of all the stories in wrestling right now, he's the one I'm like the most happy about. Like, he looks like he's having a fucking blast yeah and it comes no matter what the angle go what no matter what's going on in the angle it comes through on the screen that he's having a fucking great time yeah that's one of my favorite things about connect 
any entertainment profession like when someone's having fun you can tell and it yeah. makes it more fun for the viewer oh yeah oh yeah. when um at full gear the match he had with omega yeah you could tell he was having a blast yeah. doing all those spots <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you you didn't catch any of the rock and rager no not yet oh god after seeing what they did i'm like now i really want to go <laughs> <laughs> well that's the funny thing uh we kind of cover this in the first PNG episode of this year mm-hmm. is that I didn't have friends to talk about wrestling with for a really long time. Yeah. Now we've got a, a, a decent amount, like a good circle of friends uh, that are wrestling fans. So when the first Jericho cruise happened, like my idea was like, or my thought was that why would I want to be on a boat with other wrestling fans? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, but you, like I was saying, like you go on Twitter and it's like, oh god, everyone sucks. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I've been to Starcast and now because it's all wrestling fans in a you know convention hall for a weekend, so I'm like, if I could do that, cruise might not be so bad, especially because I'd be there with other friends of my own. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, it looks like a complete blast, and then it Moxley on the cruise sounds like it was awesome because you saw all this like phone footage of him like uh, drinking with everybody, uh-huh. doing karaoke. He kept the gimmick going. He was wearing an eye patch the yeah. whole time, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Like, also, if you've never been on a cruise, it's one of the best things you could ever do with your life. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was because that's my thing. Like. um, I'm all for the buffet and like mm-hmm. you know hotel type of room, but I'm just like I'm stuck on a boat with these people. That's that's what gets <laughs> to, gets to me. Yeah, uh, if you're there with friends, it's a great experience. Yeah, um, I mean, I've only been on one cruise, mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm a professional when it comes to cruises. Yeah, but you know there are a lot of different activities. Oh, welcome to the cruise hour with Justin yeah. and Berto. <laughs> Oh, oh dude oh no if we if we <laughs> all end up doing that like we're we're recording some shows yeah um but it's, that cruise in particular since it's so focused like everyone is having a great time mm-hmm. uh, and it was coming through on the broadcast i'm not going to spoil anything for you but like the one thing that i noticed was um when jericho came out like that sing-along like everyone was singing along together the oh. sign he's supposed to be a heel but yeah. like everyone's just having a great time yeah i heard about it i haven't seen the clip but i, I heard that they were all singing along. yeah the, the broadcast you have commentary over it but then they released the clip without okay. without it just yeah. because it's like well that was pretty cool yeah and the show looked different <laughs> i mean even if it's not the jericho cruise like it'd be fun to just i think we kind of talked about doing a maybe not a Geek say what cruise or some of us all going on. A I know the the guys from Fighting Words. They wanna they wanna do it. Yeah, I tend to describe cruises as uh, floating buffets, pretty much, because <laughs> you can get food anytime you want, <laughs> literally anytime. They, Just wake up and be like, uh, it's three a.m. Let me go get some pizza. <laughs> no, there's a pizza bar that's open late, so if you want pizza, you can just go and get pizza. Oh. like you know the the fancy dinner quote unquote mm-hmm. like that's because everything's all inclusive mm-hmm. like uh there was i think the first night we did the fancy dinner you know you're used to if it's your first time on a cruise you're used to like if there's a thing you wanted to try and a thing i wanted to try mm-hmm. like oh let's both get that and we'll split it right our we had this, this conversation our waiter overheard it or a server and he was like i'll get you uh each one 
like one each. <laughs> sort of like we didn't have to worry about like yeah, it's just it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. That that helps me a little bit when it comes to cruises. Um, but back to like AEW, I just love that. The main thing that sticks out to me, mm-hmm. um, even though they've, um, they're not perfect. I'm not going to be complete yeah. like AEW Stan. Uh, I'll still be critical when I have to, yeah. but I'll. No matter, even with the flaws, what always comes through is that everyone there is having a great time. Yeah, and that's what I want to watch. Like everyone's having fun. It's fun again. There you yeah. go. It's fun. Yeah, with wrestling again. Yeah, I don't get that with WWE. Even if there's a good match or a storyline that I do like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like everyone's having fun there. Yeah, I think. See, with AEW, the company is run by wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's maybe a different mindset. Where as WWE is very corporate, and they have mm-hmm. you know shareholders and a board to answer to. Which, by the way, Berto, yes, you could you could become a shareholder <laughs> yeah, today because the stock just plummeted. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, I could, I could swing fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> just to say that, like, oh, I, I own stock. I'm a WWE stockholder. Yeah, like, me and the McMahons are like this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with with WWE, their product, you know, obviously it's more family oriented. They kind of have to. But here's the thing, and I, I thought that too. I'm like, maybe that's what they're going for. But look, look at what AEW has done like you see kids dressed up as like darby darby and orange cassidy yeah and like they'll even do the thing i don't know if you've seen this online but uh after the they'll they'll always find a way to put footage of uh what happens after the show Uh on either bte or just on their twitter and you'll see them like yeah let's bring the kid in and he'll he'll wrestle brandon cutler oh yeah yeah they do stuff like that and i'm like you know they're doing the edgy stuff but they still they're still getting that younger audience too. Yeah. So I don't know. They're, they're doing a lot of things right. And, uh, I, I know they've made, uh, people, the things I see, see people still dunk on them, obviously, but a lot of things it's more in the execution versus like their actual decision making. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of the decisions they've made, I'm like that, that could work. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, they missed a cue here or that felt rough there. Someone's delivery was, not good mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of things like that it's yeah. not so much like where wwe is like all of that needs to go like i haven't had that instinct yeah with AEW. yeah i mean they're still learning because if you think about it like with wwe they're people who have been on the indies and then they get to nxt and that's more kind of learning how to be on tv mm-hmm. and then you're on tv yeah with AEW, these it's a bunch of wrestlers who were on the indies last year. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the, the, the promotion's been around since October. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's still a, a lot of learning to do. Yeah. I would say they're out of their honeymoon phase, though. So I was like, kind of like, I won't be as critical until this year. Yeah. So, but even now, it's still like, they're still pretty green. Yeah. When you look at, and when it comes to a weekly TV show. Yeah. Um, they have literally four months of TV plus a few pay-per-views. Yeah. Two of those pay-per-views weren't even like real. They were just glorified house shows. Yeah. So yeah, versus well, the decades and decades <laughs> worth of WWE. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about uh, in terms of Kenny Omega specifically mm-hmm. is, you know, for the average, like, you know, wrestling fan. Not like a, you know, 
shout out to John Pinkle, someone who watches like everything religiously. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like me who I only watch like, or I tend to watch the bigger shows coming out of New Japan. Mm-hmm. So my exposure to Kenny Omega was him wrestling Okada or, yeah. you know, Tana or like these big matches, which, you know, five star classics. But now he's got to wrestle, um, not Okada's or people on that level. Yeah. Every week or so. So I, I was thinking about that and it was something I didn't think about when AEW started. I'm like, Oh, he's used to that, uh, new Japan style and work rate. Yeah. And everyone just fucking goes all out every match, no matter what. Yeah. So he's got a, yeah. And that's a thing that you're seeing on TV. Cause, um, if you watch the wrestling folks, there's a lot of different styles and people are working different dates with different companies on the weekends. So mm-hmm. trying to put that together has got to be a big challenge. And that's where NXT, who I will admit has the best ring work yeah. out of any show on TV right now. Yep. It's because they're not touring and they have the perf- the performance center right there. Yeah. Um, uh, so like that's what I would say the big difference is with like ring work that's one thing i do notice but yeah you're right omega i was i, th- I think i got the tail end of it mm-hmm. like when right before AEW started so his, his legend was already big to me yeah. anyway because i was catching up and like watching all the bte's and i'm like holy crap this guy's awesome so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do to like ease him back into the title picture yeah like i know he's a he won the tech titles, right, with Paige? Yes. Yeah. And it was great. And the, <laughs> the spots afterward were, on the show after, were hilarious. <laughs> like, Paige didn't even have a match, but what he did was easily one of the best things of the night. I don't know if you saw that clip. I haven't yet. Because oh, I, yeah. I try to watch everything all at once. Okay. Like, the clip's know. hilarious, though. Like, it's great. And then Joey Janela, he did, again, it's one of those things, like, oh, they didn't have matches, but what they did stood out yeah. so much. Um, I'm a little all over the place there. What else was going to say? Oh, this is what I was trying to get to with NXT. Um, NXT has the best ring work, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things. I, it's weird. I can't watch it week to week. Hmm. And then even when I don't, it's kind of like I feel like I didn't miss anything. You know? It's kind yeah. of NXT. Like, I kind of know what I'm going to get yeah. each time. Hmm. So that's I, I think like there's a lack of surprise there. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's because... You know, they're still coming out of being a developmental territory strictly Mm -hmm. to now being a TV product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before they made the jump to USA, it was a lot of, yeah, you might have, like, TakeOver be awesome from top to bottom. Yeah, TakeOvers are great. Yeah. Yeah. But the weekly show, like, you might have an awesome main event, but you still have, like, the two wrestlers that who are still learning to wrestle like opening the show mm-hmm. so maybe it's just a matter of like finding that balance on tv yeah and it's some of the angles are pretty much like it's always like when someone wins a title like the next person in line comes out and challenges them yeah. or like oh they beat up that guy backstage and now they're coming it's it's kind of always the same there's variations on it obviously yeah. but it feels like it's always that type of thing again it's like they're too serious for yeah. who they have there yeah um oh, except for Shotzi she looked great I don't know if you saw her uh, wrestle yet on NXT I saw her first two matches okay maybe saw, saw her at the rumble I haven't seen the last two weeks so I saw her the, uh, the most recent one she looked great mm-hmm. um she came out with the tank and everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's been great because I you know I'll read 
comments. Uh, they're usually the last uh, thread I saw. It was spoiler free, but it was just talking about Shotzi in general. And she's uh, it looks like she's gonna have a big following. Like people are really into her, which makes me happy. Um, I, I think with her, it kind of brought to light another issue. It was that a lot of the wrestlers there kind of blend together mm-hmm. for me. Like, if you asked me to point out who the Forgotten Sons are, yeah, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Versus, uh, what's that, Grizzled Young Vets? If you put them in the same room, yeah, I don't think I could tell them apart. Can I have this conversation or a bit of a conversation? Because we were talking about the Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. and I literally, I, f- I forgot who they was in the team. <laughs> that's called living the gimmick. Yeah. I'm not shitting on, I've seen, I've seen their abilities. I know they're good. It's yeah. just that they're missing that one thing that makes them like stand out to me Shotzi you can't fucking miss her yeah like it's very obvious like who she is yeah Sh- Io Shirai same thing yeah stands out immediately a lot of like other wrestlers they kind of just like we know you're badass yeah. you know you're athletic and then like that's it yeah um, I was glad that they didn't change what got Shotzi there yeah, yeah. she's exactly how she is in the indies and I'm like oh gr-. I mean I don't think she'll be saying the word balls a lot <laughs> yeah. as much but yeah. yeah that's that is Shotzi Blackheart I can yeah. confirm yeah so we were worried that like they would change her name like they do with everybody else mm-hmm. um, but she kept it especially because you know uh, Tommaso Ciampa has like the Blackheart gimmick yeah but uh, he's was, another one it's like I'm a big fan of Tommaso but you put him in a room with other tough looking bearded guys and I'm like <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pick you out. Yeah, there's a, a long stretch of guys in NXT who are just dudes with shaved heads and beards. Yeah. <laughs> and, again, it's not knocking their ability or their charisma. It's just something that, like, visually, like, they don't stand out to me. Yeah. AEW has somehow, like, got it to the point where it's like, everyone looks fucking different. Yeah. Like, they said, like, they wanted diversity in their wrestling, and, like, they're doing it. Yeah. Um even Hager yeah <laughs> who I thought was just kind of the same thing when he was in WWE I'm like oh he stands out here yeah one because he's taller but like two it's just like oh he has a distinct look yeah and like what they're having him having him do fits him perfectly yeah I yeah whatever they did they're doing it right because he was in Lucha Underground in their last season mm-hmm. and even there I was kind of like oh it's, it's just Jack Swagger like there wasn't anything special about him. Was he was he like L Swagger or something? Or uh, no, they call him. I think they were calling him Jack Jack Hagar. Oh, <laughs> this sucks. Like I was at the live shows when he debuted, and I don't remember. Yes, you know what I mean. It's, it's just something like something's not popping. Yeah, and like I see that with a lot of the talent over in WWE. It's like something with the look, or I don't know how they were before, but it's something while they were there. It's like it's not yeah. standing out. Yeah. Yeah, I know with NXT, like, you know, going back to them being in developmental territory, like you would see people, or certain people, constantly changing their gimmicks because they're trying to find that one thing. Yeah. Uh, and granted, you know, there are people there who weren't on the indies for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, you know, athletes or, you know, that are just getting into wrestling. So they're still trying to find their footing there. Whereas in AEW, these are 
the company started with indie wrestlers so yeah mostly and even the people who they bring in who don't have a lot of experience Mm -hmm. like they're still wrestling on the indies right now it's not like they're in a they're in a school most of the time and going over spots like b Priestley, perfect example like she's only been doing this like two yeah not even three years like two just over two years and it's like yeah, she's a little green in the ring, but it's like her look and her persona, like all of that stood out. Yeah. And they're, it's working. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure she gets advice from her boyfriend. <laughs> Who I've noticed at the last Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Fuck. I haven't had anyone to talk to about this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the thing I know, like Osprey gets a lot of flack. More than I would expect. Not a lot, but more than I would expect for some reason. I don't know why. Because, again, to me, coming in, like, he's one of the people that got me watching yeah. again. And, like, he's still putting on amazing matches. Yeah. And he's actually, like, pretty entertaining on social media. Yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, the feud he had last year with the uh, that six-second filter on Instagram. No. You know, did you know that filter I'm talking about? Like, blink at six seconds? No. Oh my God. That was the feud of the year for him. Like, <laughs> and it was funny because like he kept missing it, but like by like a few hundredths of a second, uh-huh. but then like B did it on hers and she got it like four times. <laughs> yeah. I think, are you talking about how people just aren't or critical of the flippy, the flippy yeah, shit he does? It's, it's that. And they think like, Oh, that's all he got. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's all he got. Like what? that is is fucking insane yeah like i don't understand that um like i kind of get it like especially if um like something that's supposed to be presented as sport as a fight and the things that he does not all the time but a lot of the time is very it's super choreographed so i I can kind of get it when it goes on for a really long time Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also the mindset one of those fucking cool to watch. Yeah, that's my thing. And I'm like, also, I'm like, that's another thing that bugs me about some wrestling fans. It's like, it doesn't look real. And I'm like, because it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not real. You know, you see anything, that thing over there in the cage? Yeah, MMA? You want real? Go watch that. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, what got me into wrestling in general was just all the insane stuff that can happen. Yeah. The thing that keeps me watching now is, like, places like Bar, where you see that insane stuff. I was about to say, I I can't speak to that because I enjoy a good dick flip. Yeah. (laughs) It's, again, it's just funny how he thought, Joey Ryan thought he was going to get three months out of it, and now it's his whole career. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's doing well. (laughs) But I think, maybe that just... That goes to the thing of there's wrestling for everybody, like, mm-hmm. er, and yeah, people that go to bar know what they're getting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was one of those things. Like at Wrestle King, I thought either that match he had with uh, Hiromu or the main event; mm-hmm. those those were probably like match of the night. Yeah, right there, and I'm like, this is insanity, yeah. especially that sequence that. Uh, Osprey had with the Sasuke special and then Romo like threw him through the ropes. I'm like, that was flawless. (laughs) And people were like, oh, super choreographed shit. I'm like, yeah, it's choreographed, but that's not easy to do. Yeah, Uh, yeah, 
Wrestle Kingdom was a month ago. I still think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's my sleep schedule is still fucked up because of those two days. <laughs> it's like I'm watching it live and I'm like, oh, it's done at like four in the morning. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is the first time they did two nights. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I thought this is the first time I'd seen Wrestle Kingdom. So, so for folks listening, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan's uh, biggest event of the year. Yeah. That's their um, their WrestleMania, yeah. pretty much. And which I can say, out of the WrestleManias I've seen recently versus this, like yeah. this Wrestle Kingdom, blew it away. Yeah. 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 So it's obviously it's ja- it's in Japan. Yeah. So it airs live here, like between 12 and 2 in the morning yeah and i love the venue tokyo dome looks so fucking cool yeah like that would be i know everyone in america says like madison square gardens like the what you want to do or a staple center like if i wrestled like i'd want to headline the tokyo dome like that would be fucking awesome yeah um but yeah the whole event from top to bottom was a lot of fun they had a lot of things going on and they i wasn't even following new japan week to week yeah uh but i was following like just enough to be like okay i know what's going on and everything from they had liger's retirement matches they had moxley and lance archer which was again surprising amount of fun (laughs) i was like wow this is great (laughs) yeah i was a. have talked about it before where i don't like cry not Mm -hmm. because i don't have any emotion like my body (laughs) capable of crying for some reason but uh when Liger's wife came out. Like, oh, yeah. I, that's the thing. I didn't know he had a family. I was yeah. like, oh, he's a wife and a son. <laughs> yeah. I thought he just lived in the, the Tokyo Dojo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would think the whole thing about Liger retiring in itself would make me emotional, but it's when his wife came out, and I'm like, oh. Like, well, it's one of those things where how often you hear the story about a wrestler like loses his family and, you know, fucking, like, just fucks up their entire lives. Yeah because of the their job but yeah. liger who's been wrestling as long as as long as i've been alive pretty much yeah and he's got a home life and a healthy following and he seems healthy for 50 yeah considering what he does yeah it's crazy like he could still go like he wasn't yeah obviously you know not as quick yeah i think with age but. i think he was talking to Jado after and um or who was it? He was talking to somebody, and then he was just like, um, "Yeah, they said I could just come back if I ever got bored." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "He's gonna be back." <laughs> I guess maybe that's a uh, Liger's a good uh, maybe pl- target for Will Ospreay to aim at because mm-hmm. you know Liger was a high flyer when he was younger. Yeah, um, he obviously wasn't doing a lot of those moves now. Mm-hmm. But he could still wrestle a good match. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Osprey like evolves over time. Because mm-hmm. he talked about it recently, where you know he's put on muscle, so he can't. He's already can't move in the same way in yeah. certain sequences. Absolutely. So there's gonna be, you know be a day where he can't you know do six thirties and right. whatever he does and all the insane shit like <laughs> you could think of. Um, but I but I think that's good that he's doing that stuff now though while yeah. he can't oh, yeah, yeah. and that's my thing like wwe would tell him like oh just save it so you can keep doing it longer and i'm like i'm not going to be able to do this anyway so i might as well fucking pull it out of this match yeah. you know yeah um i don't know if ricochet has been busy on the main roster yeah he was trying to challenge brock recently okay 
on Raw. Um, Brock's just going to be like, no, I'm just going to smash you, and that's it. <laughs> no, gonna... it. It feels like with Ricochet there, they know what they have. So they're, it looks like they want to do something with him long term, which is good. Which it's good and bad because it's like all this stuff he could have been showing us and putting it out there and yeah. doing that. It's it's like a balance, really. Like he could probably could have been doing the same stuff that Osprey's Osprey's been doing, but yeah, you know they're not they're gonna save that for you know SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Like yeah. we're not gonna see that until then. Yeah. Whereas Osprey, it's work rate wise, it's like can't compete with a guy. Yeah, there's someone else that they or they have. Supposedly have big expectations for Alistair Black. I hope so. Yeah. I love Alistair Black. Well, I thought it was funny because he was, I guess, thrown around as a, a possible uh, opponent for Brock at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But the word is like on the dirt sheets that you know, just he wasn't th- on that level yet to be a WrestleMania opponent. But I'm like, well, you kept him in a room for the last seven months. Yeah, like not on TV. Wrestling. Didn't he make an appearance already too? Yeah, like, he started off hot, like, yeah. when they brought up, like, the four NXT guys. Yeah, and then I remember the first time I saw Black was um, that takeover we went to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know, I had no idea who he was then. I'm like, oh, I'm a fan now. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. It was him and uh, Gargano, right? I believe so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another guy. I'm like, what? Are do something with him, please. Well, uh, he's he's been injured. Oh, he has? Yeah. Oh, okay, that explains it. But yeah. still. And he uh, wants to stay at NXT. It's probably a smart move. Yeah. I don't have to tour. Yeah. I mean, him and Candace can just chill out in Florida and like <laughs> trade. They can run through a spot a hundred times before that night. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am appreciating that there are wrestlers who want to be in NXT and just build that brand. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's, so it's not about getting to the main roster anymore. Yeah. For some people. Well, they have eyes, Berto. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to that <laughs> shit show. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to travel around all the time and wrestle in front of dead crowds, <laughs> which that puzzles me even more because those tickets aren't cheap. Yeah. And then you're going in like the middle of the, or on a Monday or a Friday and I'm yeah. like leaving work early presumably just to get there and like you're not gonna cheer you're not gonna st- <laughs> like uh, the few times i've seen it recently like something cool will happen and then everyone's just nothing you hear the cheap seats cheering yeah cause crowd, that's where the real fans are yeah. some of those crowds are weird <laughs> yeah yeah i don't get it well supposedly like i they deaden the mic sometimes why <laughs> uh, well in certain circumstances like they'll they'll mute the mics because they don't want the crowd at home to hear Roman Reigns getting booed. Or like, you know, they try to maybe control the reactions that come across. See, that's, I think, one thing that really bugs me about them. Like, AEW, it's been like, say what you want. Like, even on the, you haven't seen it yet, but with the Rock and Rager, like, TNT had to edit a couple of cheers, but it's like, they still let them do it. Yeah. You know, they had to bleep out the F words that they were clearly saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, why are you controlling a reaction like that? That just seems so against what pro wrestling is about. You go there and cheer for who you like. Yeah. And I don't know, like this thing that Roman does is not going (laughs) to fucking do it for, it might not be enough anymore. Yeah. Well, he was on backstage this week um, and I see the reaction 
a lot when he is just being uh, Roman and not, Roman away from the ring. Yeah. I like that Roman. Yeah, a lot. exactly. Like everyone loves him. He's charismatic. He's, yeah. He's natural on the mic, but for some reason they won't let him be that. In the yeah. Ring. Yeah. I, I don't understand, especially when that formula has worked so well for them in the past. Yeah. You know, with people that they continually bring back, like The Rock and Stone Cold. <laughs> and then, like, um, like, no, let's do the opposite of that. That's what should work now. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, you you probably would have loved it. Like, have you watched Backstage at all? No. So they typically... Uh, Is that on the network? It's on Fox Sports 1. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, try and I'll try and check that out. Yeah, so they'll end the show sometimes with, um, like, the guest cutting promos on, like, maybe someone that's... Know, criticize them on social media. Mm -hmm. So this week, because of the Super Bowl and Roman Reigns is a 49ers fan. It's again one reason I like him. Yeah, he uh, cut a promo, at not maybe not on Chiefs or, or Chiefs fans, just building up the Niners yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl. Um, so I think you'd probably enjoy that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll, ch I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, this is another thing that blows me away. He beat cancer <laughs> and came back. He should be untouchable. Right now, people should be fucking losing their minds over him. Yeah. But the program he got put into right away, it, it was just like, I, I was hearing booze again in like a month. I was like, what, how, how do you do that? I think that's just fans were so used to booing him. It's, uh, I also, I think it's the program they use, but I was just like, yeah. this is boring as all hell. Yeah. I mean, obviously that part doesn't help, but it's like a Pavlovian response. Mm -hmm. Um, like when Kurt Angle came back, not this run, but like in his original run, uh, you know, the crowd was chanting, you suck. He was the fan favorite, but it was just something that they were so used to cheer, uh, shouting or chanting. It's it's that fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> what was heartwarming was that one fan was holding a sign that said, you never sucked. And it was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, th like stuff like that. What WWE practices? Like, I don't understand it. Like, I like I don't see like controlling crowd reactions. It's not leading to. Uh, I mean, at the time of this recording, folks, their earnings for 2019 is about to come out, and yeah. you're hearing a lot of things that don't sound good. We already said like their stock was plummeting. Yeah, they let go of their CRO and was it CFO? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They like just outright. I'm like, oh, that wasn't their decision. They just they fired their asses. They, yeah, it was just kind of a effective immediately. So yeah. yeah, um, I mean, you know, as someone who's worked in corporate America, when you start seeing that, like, yeah. that's never a good thing. Yeah, no matter how you spin it, it's like, oh, they're gonna bring someone new. I'm like, no, they don't have anyone new. They just got rid of them. Yeah, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And that probably had something to do with the stock crashing. So I. I, I don't know. Like, what are they? I I wish I could be. I wish I could be a fly on the wall and figure out like what the fuck is going on over there. Yeah. Uh, when does the XFL start? It's next month, right? Apparently. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if you know Vince focusing on that improves the WWE product. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'm like, please be hands off as much as possible. You have <laughs> Triple H there. Mm-hmm. You can. I feel like he's kind of making up for all the people he buried back during his run. <laughs> yeah, because he actually does seem genuinely invested in like building people up in yeah. NXT. It's 
age and maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I mean, if you think about it, two of the people who were who had the reputations for politicking the most were him and uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And now. Oh yeah, they're both there. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, at least there was some sense of guilt. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So this is, you know, current news mm-hmm. or current events on a sad note, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant passed away yeah. uh, last weekend, but he very much had a reputation of, you know, not to speak ill of the dead, but you know, kind of not being a good teammate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's no secret, mm-hmm. but after he retired, he very much wanted to give back and, you know, pass that knowledge on to the new generation or the younger generation. I see. So yeah, maybe it's just a, at some point you kind of realize, kind of realize, yeah. you know, you're just like, crap, I got to give back. Yeah. But I mean, you know, at least it's, it's at least they're giving back. Yeah. Like that's, I wish it, you could go back and fix some of the people who got yeah. buried, but like, yeah. you know, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at? John Cena. <laughs> Son of a- <laughs> Stu Bennett does sound good on NWA, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a missed opportunity there. I thought he would be a WWE champion for sure. I think everyone did. Yeah. Everyone thought, like, oh, he's he's the guy. He's yeah. the next guy, but no. Yeah. We're going to send him home happy. <laughs> well, we would have been happy if they had won. We been... <laughs> well, even when they gave him the Bad News Barrett thing, and like it was catching on. Yeah. Yeah, they made him stop doing that. I'm like, why do you do this? It's it's funny when I watch stuff on that because normally I I watch a lot of Cultaholic and What Culture and mm-hmm. all both of their channels are based in, in the UK mm-hmm. and then it's like, Oh, there's this extra sense of bitterness whenever they <laughs> they talk about him like he should have been the next yeah. big thing, but <laughs> Yeah, I get it. He should have. Yeah. Um That's a fucking W do donkey. Back to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh-huh. Um I would highly recommend anyone who's like new to wrestling like check out new japan shows yeah they're fucking great they feel different actually you want sports oriented pro wrestling uh-huh. they've nailed it yeah. that feels like a fight it's funny i was thinking because i usually uh describe new japan that way mm-hmm. like that they still present it as sport yeah but they very much i still have their comedy spots oh and they're great <laughs> yeah toriyano is my one of my favorite wrestlers yeah. right now <laughs> my, every time like they start the match, he just runs to the turnbuckle to untie it and I'm like, <laughs> oh man anything with him is great and yeah. he's i like what they deal with him because he'll still get wins over like big opponents and everyone says yeah. oh he got yano yeah <laughs> like, he beat moxley in the g1 yeah in the g1 i can't wait for the g1 yeah this year i i don't even know who's gonna be in it but i got a new japan subscription just for wrestle kingdom yeah and it, it that event alone paid for itself and i'm like yeah i'm sold <laughs> like everyone like that promotion seems to satisfy everyone who, who were like i want something that looks like real looks like a fight and like yeah, they got that, but like, oh, I want the flipty do stuff. I'm like, they definitely have yeah. that, you know. Um, and the the whole production of it was, again, they filled out, they filled up the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, it's not the, like they're wrestling in front of nobody. Yeah, so um, that's what sixty thousand. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, they're in their home country at least. They're yeah. fucking huge. Yeah, that's one thing I want to do next time I'm in Japan mm-hmm. is go to a New Japan show. Yeah, that. Uh, 
but yeah, every those last four matches, all of those could have been a main event somewhere else. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it was it was the Moxley Archer match, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was, uh, what was it? It was uh, Hiromu versus uh, uh, well, Osprey. Yeah. And then you had Jay White versus Naito, mm-hmm. and then you had Kota versus uh, Okada. Okada. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of those matches could have been a main event for another promotion. Yeah. How do you feel about Jay White? I'm actually starting to like him, oddly enough. I know it's the cool thing. Everyone shits on him. Everyone <laughs> hates him. But I'm like, it, it's, I would say he's like a better Baron Corbin. Hmm. Like, um, one, he's more inter- entertaining to watch. But he's getting, everyone thinks he's getting that go away heat. But it's kind of turning into like, no, he's just getting heat. Like every, He's the most hated man in Japan. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, I'm starting to like him. I'm like, oh, cause uh, you know, a year ago I was just like, I didn't give a shit who he was. I was yeah. like, okay, now it's kind of, it's weird. I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to like the dude. I don't know why. See, I'm on the opposite side. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it, he just doesn't do it for me. I don't I, hate the guy. Oh, it's, it's indifference. Yeah. Really. Like he's, so I would say that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't going into watching his matches thinking like oh i can't wait to see how much he sucks tonight mm-hmm. like i'm waiting to get hooked and it just hasn't happened yet uh, i see yeah yeah see if, again i was probably feeling feeling similarly you know a while ago but i don't know what it is but i'm starting to like the dude yeah and i'm like I'm like okay mm-hmm. um uh but yeah, the match he had with Naito, and I think that's where it starts. Like the matches he has are good. Yeah, you, you can't take that away. You know what it is? He kind of has that like he doesn't stick out in a crowd. He yeah. only sticks out there because he's white. Yeah, like but, if you put him in like NXT, it'd be like I have no idea who the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like you could see that he's trying to do more things that make him uh, different. Mm-hmm. Like you know, first it was the 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 dyed hair and now it's the beard mm-hmm. like it, it's trying to alter his look to just not be like the white dude in japan yeah yeah but in general i think new japan that is the one thing i'll criticize new japan with it's like they got to do something with bullet club mm. you have a lot of guys there who can do something yeah and like they, they got to do figure it out everyone else though i'm like okay I'm on board. Yeah. Naito especially. Yeah. I, I know Pingle was very happy <laughs> <laughs> with the the final results of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, Part man. of me wanted to see him lose just to see how John would react. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we, I can't really talk about the end of that after the match mm-hmm. again without bringing up WWE. Because uh, Kenta came out, attacked the newly, oh yeah, crowned Naito. This is a end of night two, folks. If you if you're interested, yeah, and people were like genu- genuinely just pissed off. Oh yeah, and I great. loved it. I mean, <laughs> I was smiling ear to ear when yeah. that happened. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. the right move. That's how you end this. Because <laughs> yeah, people were like, oh, they can't even give Naito his his uh his moment. I'm like, but the heat on kenta because he did it oh yeah um and like i said you know talking about wwe like here's a guy who was kind of stuck in 205 granted he had some injury issues injuries in, yeah. in nxt but because you know, when they uh, signed him like it was a big deal yeah and 
he just got handcuffed with 205 and now i'm looking i'm like look what you guys had i mean it it's it has to be something with like the style they wrestle in japan like they don't let him that's do that here i'm guessing yeah like he's much harder hitting here but he's also showing a lot more personality here again i don't know how or what they were telling him to do or direct how they were directing him well he felt handcuffed yeah I, i know he said that in interviews yeah but it's just like god they had him yeah um and he's making and he's getting a crowd of 60,000 people to fucking go nuts over his actions I'm like yeah. you could have totally used that here yeah. <laughs> but no you're on is 205 live still around I think it's still on the network oh, man. I don't know if it's being slowly phased out because they don't really talk about it anymore like well, you, yeah like, that the cruiserweight championships on NXT yeah, now yeah so what's the point yeah like part of me was happy that those guys were getting you know like some spotlight by having their own show but i hate that they were restricted to it yeah like you could have the division but still let them wrestle like on you know the other shows yeah it's frustrating but a lot of that is just vince's mentality it's like they're too they're too small and i'm like well those are some of the best wrestlers in your company yeah which it's I just don't get because Finn Balor could be a 205 guy. Yeah. AJ Styles could be a 205 guy. Um, so why were certain people just allowed to, you know? I don't know. And then the, that whole stigma of you're too small, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. if you want to say, like, well, it's just like real fighting. I'm like, no, it's not. Look at who are the biggest draws in real fighting. It's in, in boxing. It's it's Canelo. It's Mayweather. Mm-hmm. It's Pacquiao. It's Connor in the UFC. I'm like, yeah. all of those guys fight at around 150 pounds. Yeah. So... I don't get what <laughs> what that is. Like, yeah, Brock can be a big draw, but the way you're using him now, not yeah. really. Yeah, like I know at least with the world of boxing, it feels like you know the heavyweights haven't been the main attraction for a really long time. Yeah, it's it's only just in the last year or show, yeah, year or so that you're seeing some traction there. But yeah. for a long time, it, it was the lighter weight classes. Yep. Um, probably in boxing right now, Lomachenko's probably my favorite guy to watch. He's mm-hmm. like a one. 35er I want to say yeah small dude but yeah I'll watch him all day yeah um with the smaller guys and I think this is true of pro wrestling as well with the smaller guys there's usually a lot more skill yeah they they have to yeah that's funny I was about to say that same thing about boxing is that you see oh yeah like more you know technical know-how when you're watching lighter weights yeah absolutely uh, at least in pro wrestling, you have an outlier for that, and that's Luchasaurus. <laughs> doing a standing moonsault and hook kicks, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, see, that's one of those things. Like, I don't know. He wouldn't be allowed to do those things in WWE. No, he would not. You know, they'd want him to wrestle a, uh, a big man style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which would be just a crime, because he's, he's the most over guy <laughs> in that company right now. Yeah. Well, him and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. That would be like their WrestleMania main of whatever AEW's WrestleMania will eventually be. Do you think it's just double or nothing or all in? Or all I want to say it's all out yeah. that they're going to treat that way. Yeah. But like if that's the main event all out, like they're going to sell out the building. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to double or nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, I really want to. I, I don't know if I can swing that this year just because I, um, I have fucking three weddings and three bachelor parties uh, this year. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy for you guys, but. Let's think about me for once. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you a groomsman in, in any of the weddings? All of them. <laughs> uh, like, I've been there, like, 
luckily my friends have, or most of my friends have like, you know, already passed gang, the, the wedding stages. Like cause you go to a lot at a certain point mm-hmm. and just, yeah, being in a groomsman, like on one hand, you're honored to be a part of these, these special mm-hmm. days. Yeah. But like, man, it's, it's a lot of time and it's a lot of money. If it was like one at a time, that'd be great. Yeah. But it's just like one after another this year. And I'm like, crap. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason they happen in clusters. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everyone just gets to that age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let, let's end this thing on a positive note. Are there any matchups or anything you're looking forward to this year in wrestling? Um, not necessarily matchups, but I'm just excited to see what Chelsea does in NXT because we all know she's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, and I mean, so far it's been going great. Yeah, they didn't. They haven't touched her look or gimmick at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, like locally. Uh, we're recording this at the end of January. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange Cassidy. Well, bar wrestling is going to be at the Glass House in Pomona in, at the end of February. I got to make that show. Yeah, I'm just I'm curious as to see how they're set up at the Glass House and Orange Cassidy's on the show. It's it's a, overall looks like a, a great card. I heard Ray Rosas's last show is coming up with oh, bar. Is it? Huh. So I'm wondering what happens there. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but that that could be. I could be wrong. That could just be a rumor, but I've heard rumblings of that. And I'm like, where's he going? I mean, he runs a wrestling school in Chatsworth. Where's Chatsworth? Uh, the Valley. Valley. Okay. Like, um, like Northwest of Northridge. Hmm. Yeah. Be nice. if Peter Avalon came back for that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm just interested to see how this whole thing, anything else you're interested in for this year? Sorry. (laughs) (sighs) I just tell you, like, there's something in New Japan. I don't the know. G1 it's, or Shingo. Oh, I think it's this weekend. Shingo and uh, Goto. They're going to have a match. Yeah. That should be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love Goto. I'm glad that he's kind of starting to pick up steam, like, um, outside of Japan. Like, he's getting more fans, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nothing else off the top of my head. It's not kenta naito there's it was something in new japan mm-hmm. oh moxley and uh suzuki <laughs> yeah oh man see that's how much time's gone by but yeah we didn't even talked about that yeah that was like i didn't know i wanted that <laughs> and then it happened and i'm like oh yeah that needs to happen <laughs> yeah it's i think it's one of those things that you, you were so used to you know moxley being in a different company uh-huh you forget oh this could happen here yeah yeah moxley's booked for an upcoming show he's tagging with somebody mm. against suzuki and somebody else okay um that's what's great about the new japan world like they just have the cards like hey this is who's gonna be here it's yeah. great um but yeah that that's gonna be awesome i can't wait to see how the g1 plays out yep. i'm hoping that the relationship between AEW and new japan works out yeah i mean Especially with Marty Skrull staying in ROH, yeah, it feels like that relationship still going. So, because he just showed up again in New Japan, yeah, I heard. So I'm like, I'm hoping something happens where just everyone's working together. Yeah, that would I think caught everyone like off guard. Oh yeah, totally the, did. The belief was like, if he's not in AW, he'll be NXT. But yeah, no one saw that one coming. I, I can't see him in NXT, they, yeah. or at least WWE. Because I'm like, we're for what's Vince going to do with him. Yeah. You know, he's not going to push him. Um, but also his ex works there. So I don't know how that would, 
how that would go. Um, well, I mean, Janela works in the same company as his ex. In this, and they're in the same angle together yep. too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. I'm hoping maybe Marty going back to New Japan, maybe he can get in their yeah. ear, and then maybe this thing with AEW keeps going because that that only helps all of them. That that's not a detriment to anybody. Yeah. Um, that'd be you know I think that's what I'm looking forward to next year, seeing who what companies work together. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a thing that a lot of people have expressed interest in. I know Scott Demore said like, they'll work with anybody who wants to work with yeah. them. Um, and that, I mean, that'd be cool if like every con just kind of worked together into like one giant, yeah. like promotion versus. Have you, you've seen like bits of it happening mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's one of the great things that, uh, for indie wrestling fans. Yeah at the at the moment is the, the collaborations that can happen yeah i know people want something like that in mma because everyone just wants the matchups to happen yeah. but everyone's stuck in their respective promotions yeah pro wrestling it's a little looser you can travel around so yeah. um I, I think that's what i'm most looking forward to i i hope we get some surprises yeah at the g1 like yeah. somebody like marty's back in it and then moxley's in it and yeah. then uh and then plus on top of like the already amazing talent that's in new Japan. So well, there are rumors that Brody Lee, the former Luke Harper is going to be going to AEW uh, in March. Yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. Like that's... he's a guy that, uh, I'd want to see in new Japan. Ooh, you know, you tend to say, Oh, these guys would be great in Japan, but I think, you know, they have a thing for like big guys there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and then I know I heard the same thing with Lance Archer as well. Oh, AEW, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, either they team up or they have an awesome match, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and it's good that um, the indies kind of, like, have prominence, and AEW is, like, major competition for WWE. I, I love that's what's going on, and yeah. again, I wasn't interesting a few years ago. I am now because yeah. of a lot of the work they're doing. Yeah, and so. you have options now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really good options. Yeah. So um but yeah, we could we could probably go on like another hour about this. <laughs> but uh we gotta we gotta cut it off here. Uh Berto, thanks for coming back in, man. Um yeah. I'm really looking forward to working with you this twenty twenty. Um we've got we're gonna see a lot of each other this year. Yeah. <laughs> um in the studio and uh yeah, I'm really excited about where Pencil Neck Geeks is gonna go. So uh do you have anything to plug before we get yeah. going here? Uh, obviously pencil neck geeks uh it's a podcast i have with elaine delalis and justin here um yeah like we said earlier i guess we're a wrestling culture podcast there we go yeah see Uh, yeah these brainstorming episodes are actually working out pretty well for us here (laughs) um yeah uh png podcast is on instagram at png podcast and you could find me at the door of room to improv it's a asian american improvisational troop serving the southern california community and beyond great show i've been i've finally made it to one yeah, yeah. like if you ever get to go it's it's another thing like it's, it's just a fun live show um they run every first friday at the secret rose theater in north hollywood um yeah i think that's all my plugs uh, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And the Geek Offensive has its own social media as well with the handle at Geek Offensive. This show is brought to you by me 
and only me. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Geek Say What Network is no more, but I'm, I'm going to keep making that. I think this is the last time I'll make that announcement mm-hmm. since the network's now dissolved. But uh, the show is now fully independent. It's all under uh, my jurisdiction now, and the show will keep coming out uh, like clockwork every week um so big thank you to all the listeners who have stood by us so far and uh i guess the only real shout out we have now is to um wayland productions who have stood by us since day one um please check them out at wayland.ws and they're subscribed to their audio drama where live gold rush now available on apple podcasts and uh, i believe that's it Berto. always good to see you yeah it is it's nice walking into this studio and not carrying cookies. <laughs> Listen to PNG if you want to know what that means. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Thank you, everybody. 